the soundbite. My next guest was born in France and without doubt he has a passion for food. He's worked in Michelin-starred restaurants and now settled in Hong Kong. He owns his own private kitchen, Kiss the Dish. Let me welcome Timothy Jerry um, to share his food memories with us on Soundbite. Good afternoon to you, Timothy. Hello. Good afternoon there. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I see a lovely background. You're in a kitchen and it looks very cool. Uh-huh. Isn't it? <laughs> I have no choice. I now you have to work every day. Huh? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Timothy, before we even talk about your soundbite, let me, I'm just totally intrigued by, you know, your background. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're brought, brought up in, you are born and brought up in France. And yeah, yeah, I did. I went to culinary school in France and then I went to to US to to work a little bit when I was really younger. After that, I went back when I was 18 years old. I went straight to work, school, not really for school, just straight to work. And then, I, yeah, spent some years in Michelin Star, like six, seven years. Wow. Then I came here by, yeah, by, not really by mistake, but yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I didn't really choose it. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I just planned to stay six months. Uh-huh. It's it's uh, it's it's, it's going to be six years right now. So wow, yeah. Since wow. I've gone, um, yeah, you don't always control things, but yeah, that's the way it is. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Now, tell me about you know when you were when you were growing up. Like, was food very much a kind of prominent part of your life in terms? Because you mentioned that that you had a, your own garden and fresh vegetables and fruits and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. We, we are not a family who, who go a lot to the restaurant, but we have our own garden. We just go to the butcher, buy, buy our pieces of meat. We grow our, our fruit, our vegetables. We cook at home. We eat outside most of the time. You know, like we take time for, really take time to eat. We, we enjoy what we do. We, yeah, we take time. So for me, it, it's important to keep it in what I cook right now. I need to, when I cook something, I need, need to make something that is going to take time to cook is going to make smell in the restaurant mm. you know not mm. yeah you know yeah. well we take time we enjoy I'm salivating just thinking about you cooking, actually, because I've seen some of your your Instagram pictures and things, and it looks amazing. Okay, well, let's Thank go you. over. We'll talk a little bit more about you in a little while, but let's go over to your soundbite. Now, what is this sort of um, dish or item that you've chosen that brings back certain memories for you? I could take some, like cassoulet or the bouillabaisse, but I choose the beef bourguignon. Uh-huh, the beef which, bourguignon. Yeah, which is, which is the one that I am. I always try to keep on my menus, always, yeah, because it's a, it's a family dish, but you can also make it like a bit more fine dining if you if you wish. So it's a, I mean, I, I can go ahead and explain, I guess. So uh-huh. it, it's a, the beef bourguignon. You, if you want to make it like like the grandma you used to make it, it's they buy really a cheap piece of meat. You don't need the big one. You you need like a beef uh, the shoulder. You need the short ribs or the brisket. Uh-huh. Something you can find. Like at a cheap price somewhere, just marinate it in the in the red wine, then you braise it inside. You, you cook it with some veggies. Some, you can put lardo, you can put mushroom. You put every all the aromat you find in your fridge, carrots, all the, the parsley, thyme, anything you, you find in your fridge. Just put it. Mm-hmm. You you cook it like a stew, really low heat for two three hours, and then you let it rest. The main point is to not eat it the same day. You let oh, it rest, oh. put it down outside, put it in your fridge. The day after, you can take off some fat. You can, yeah, just take your time and 
enjoy and yeah if the smell is around the place it's a good sign okay yeah. oh that's a good now that's a good, certainly a good tip in terms of you don't eat it on the day so it's not something you would wait at least 24 hours or something to eat it right and how yeah. and no how, rush to eat quality yeah well i think i think you know generally in europe you know when when we think of food i've been to france a number of times but it is about enjoying your food it is about taking time and going through and relishing every every moment of that instead of rushing it because there's nothing worse than that really um and what oh, would you what would you serve your beef bourguignon with i can make everything can make uh, I, I i mean people will make everything i would make a mashed potato of course uh-huh. so nice mashed i mean potato. every dish every dish has to, has to get some potatoes has to get a lot of butter you know what i mean <laughs> That's uh, when, when we're done we with this Put the bread inside the sauce and yeah, we finish the things right. <laughs> so, so you were saying about the beef bourguignon that like, you know, you can make it like grandma used to make it and you can make it, you can make it a bit more finer dining. How would you adapt that to make it much more finer as in something that can be served okay, up? So, so just for now here, I'm, I'm finding I'm a, I have a supplier who has this wonderful prime US uh, uh, quality beef. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy, crazy, really. Like, crazy quality okay. like you will never have it let's be honest with the with the cheapest meat uh-huh. you can meet some pom, pom gofret you can make them you know the the potato chips that mm-hmm. get the air inside you know mm-hmm. and you can uh, get some special veggies of course the mashed okay. potato you can put some truffle if you want inside so you well, know things like that okay okay <laughs> can so, a special lardo. so so for you those memories yeah the beef bourguignon is was it something a, a dish that your grandmother made for you is that what the the memories that come back for you where are your memories where that's concerned yeah like the grandmothers will cook this kind of dishes yeah the the kind of dish not like around the cheminée and my grandma is not like that old style but <laughs> yeah it's something like on the Sunday with the whole family, you get a big stew warming up the whole morning. Yeah, mm. this kind of dishes. Mm. Yeah, well, especially sounds... in the wind in, in the winter, they warm you up a lot. Yeah, it sounds like a in, very in, winter warmer actually. In, yeah, you can even slice some foie gras inside. It's everything can be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Water. it's because you um, can do all of that sort of quite confidently without knowing without without actually thinking that it might wreck the dish or anything like that. People are yeah. resistant to do things like that. Brilliant. Okay. And in, in terms of sort of other memories of food, anything else sort of come back to you apart from the beef bourguignon? If you talk about the dish, I would say the bouillabaisse. Like it's a, it's kind of a fish. It's also, it's also a stew, actually. It's mm-hmm. a fish. Like we need some uh, some rouges, some ecrevis. Like uh, you can put everything, shrimp, you can put lobster, mm-hmm. just like a stew. But especially what, what I really remember about my hometown is the herbs, the herbs, everything like Fresh. can be the sage, the thyme, the rosemary, even you just go, not really hike, just go have a walk outside. You're going to see thyme on the road, next to the road. Oh, lovely. It's just the, the smell, the lavenders, the, everything is there. You know, the wood, the wood also. It's really important, I think, yeah, the wood, like you can smoke some meat inside some special wood. It's, mm. yeah, I think it's, it's just mainly the herbs, the flowers. 
more than yeah. special dishes. Do you know, I, yeah, as, about, as you've said, sort of thyme and the herbs, I can smell sage and I can smell thyme. You're, you're smelling, right? Yeah, I you can smell it. it. And, and it is beautiful. <laughs> I get it too right now. Yeah, no, it is absolutely beautiful. And I miss that. I, I remember in the UK, I had a little garden and I had loads and loads of herbs like rosemary and thyme and sage. And, and so every so often I'd make, you know, just go in the garden and pick it fresh. And there's nothing as lovely as just fresh herbs to be able to use in cooking. And that brings out the whole flavor and the fragrances. I'm sure you have, you're having the smell right now. Yeah, I know. know. Sure. I can yeah. I can smell it because I do a lot of cooking, you see. So I know I know the smells. And I use a lot of thyme and things in, in, some Middle, East, in Middle Eastern cooking and things too. It's quite nice to oh, yeah? use that as well. Okay. Well, listen, tell me. Now, you're running this kind of private kitchen, Kiss the Dish. I'm giving you a yes. little bit of a plug here. Um, it's interesting. Now, how, how does that work in terms of... Is it sort of large scale that you look at where you um, where people come to you for catering for weddings and things like that? Or do you do sort of individual personal things? Because you must have to tailor that to individual requirements, right? Uh, it's, that's a really clever question. Yeah, it's you need to be on every everywhere you can at the same time. You can drop off some food for a boat party in the morning before the boat leaves. Mm-hmm. For lunchtime, you can have a delivery delivery catering, maybe for office, like 50 people. They take a set box, set lunch box. On the afternoon, maybe you're going to have some people come here for coffee. Nighttime, maybe I have a dinner, I go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, may, mainly we have some, we have like, like, we have space here in our private kitchen in Taiwan. And the rest of the time, so mainly we go to people's house. Like, as a private chef, this is my first job. To go to, to people's me, my homes. Uh-huh. Yeah, go people's home. Like the home doesn't have to be that big. I can. I, I went to some really, really small kitchen. I was it's just going to ask that. I was just going to ask that. That you know, you're you're a cool chef. That do you need a lovely kitchen to do it? Because I was thinking it'd be so yeah. nice. But can you work with like induction hobs and things like that? You know. That, that's funny because actually my first, the first one, the first dinner I had is is the dish. Mm-hmm. It's the smaller kitchen I've, I've been to. Mm-hmm. It was the smaller one oh, that right. I've been in, in a year and a half. And yeah, everything was manageable. Kitchen was really like not that big, but it was eight people, like five course each. And wow. it's always fine. I always find a way to make some, some more space. I will plate on top of your fridge if I have to. Uh-huh. I don't mind. But Everything then, is going to be fine. I suppose quite a few of the kitchens, um, the facilities here in Hong Kong, perhaps some of the homes, um, people don't have ovens. Like, for instance, where I am, I have uh, two mind. little induction hobs and I have a little portable oven. And it's amazing how much I've done with that. But, but you know, because a lot of the cooking, the wok cooking is done, you know, on the stove. It's- but you can adapt it's all to that. Good. Like, okay. yeah. It's all good because I, w- I will have a talk, a, a quick chat before that with the customer. So if someone doesn't have an oven, and anyway, most of my meats are slow cook already. Oh. So it's going to be fine. I just need to warm it up and then maybe cook it a, li- a little bit more. I don't really need oven. If there is no oven, I'm not going to make some dessert that I, that I would have to bake or something. I can oh, you just adapt it. Up and I cut up. Mm. Yeah, I need to adapt. And that, that's the beauty of the job is you really adapt. I can go cook on the beach with nothing at all. Mm-hmm. I can go cook on rooftop, you know, electricity. Uh-huh. I mean, it's always different. That's why it's it's so special. And yet the main point of why we are doing this is because to have the relation with the customer, like before the dinner, we have a long chat. During the dinner, we keep talking. After dinner, we can have a drink. 
you create a relation and something that, that you don't have if you really get a restaurant. I mean, you will not have that much time. So, so who, who comes to you? Zone. Who comes to you? Is it for, if it was a kind of intimate thing where you're doing a dinner for, say, a couple or whatever, I mean, is it that they come to you for that and then they say, can you just make us a nice dinner? So that's something you could do. If somebody was having some sort of anniversary or something, then you come in, you figure out what they want, and then you cook it for them and serve it to them, right? What do you mean about what is in the menu? Yeah, or how you kind of decide, like, you know, people, it can be a very small affair, can't it, in terms of just two people that you cook for? I mean, yeah, I have a menu for two people. It's the romantic dinner, so most of the times for a celebration, so a birthday mm. or anything special that happened, or like the wife is going to is gonna get the baby in two months, so let's celebrate also. So, oh, yeah, I mean, nice. you cook for pregnant nice women, treat, for yeah. people who know they... Yeah, yeah, so it's, you always, you need to, to have a long chat before the event. Mm. I never go like, we need to talk before. You need to know about allergy, about what people are looking for. If someone is looking for something fast or not, like, yeah. Some dinner lasts one hour, some of them three. Mm. It really depends. And like how, we go from three dishes to six. Yeah, I always find that like, you know, with Hong Kong, you know, and the humidity and also I suppose the availability of certain ingredients, um, the humidity now, for instance, where bread is concerned, you know, I would make bread and it would, once it's out of the oven, it starts to get soft and I think, why isn't it yep. crusty? So how do you work with different sort of seasons and stuff? Because, you know, okay, you have the air conditioning on, but the humidity and, and the whole atmosphere does change with food, for food, doesn't it? You always adapt yourself. So for me in the kitchen, like, especially for the, I don't really have that problem for the bread because I will bake it just before I go. Mm-hmm. But like for, if I make some, any kind of chips for dessert, so with sugar chips or, or even potato chips, garlic chips, I need to get those small, I don't know, you call them small cups mm-hmm. with, um, they got some, they catch the humidity, you know? Oh, so you just oh. close your box and thing. You just, yeah, you just adapt yourself. And most of the things, if I can fry there, for the things that it needs to be fried, of course, because of the humidity, I will do it there. Mm. Like most of the food is prepared before in my kitchen. But for the last things, yeah, you need to adapt always. And how do you think, I mean, yeah, obviously you're an experienced chef, but, you know, um, (laughs) being in Hong Kong now for six years and obviously trying the cuisine, what would I, you know, in terms of memories of Hong Kong food, what would you say is one of your favorite dishes here? What do you like to eat when you're out? It's not, uh, 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 you're going to, you're going to say, of course, it's the Olam Ho, it's the beef stew, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, it's, it's my, it's the local beef bourguignon. But yeah. they don't put red wine. But yeah, it's the beef brisket. That's my favorite. But in terms of food, same. It's not about the dish. It's the hot pot. Come on. Yeah. Just hot the pot hot. is the... Ah, yeah. Hot pot is the best. I mean, really sharing dinner with everybody at the same time. Yeah. I mean, at first it was quite weird, right? Everybody boil everything in the yeah, Come back with a facial. It, <laughs> yeah, but end up common. It's just fantastic, right? Mm. It's so nice. Really, really. Okay, well, listen, thank you. Thank you so much. I want to just ask you, you. I want to ask you one more question. And that is that, you know, when I imagine a chef who is obviously as as good as you in terms of, and your wife is there or whatever, who cooks the dinner at home? Nah. (laughs) Is it always you? Or is it that when you come out of your kitchen, then when you come out of your, your private kitchen, then you, when you go to your home kitchen, then you take your chef hat off. What do you do? What is the usual thing? Because I just think that, wow, it'd be amazing. Like, you know, you get wonderful I will, meals. I, I, will, 
I will cook when I'm on holiday or something. I will not cook daily because oh. most of the time I eat here for lunch and dinner. Oh, okay. But the rest of the time, if I'm at home, like during the weekday, if really one one night I'm gonna go home, my wife is gonna cook. Okay. Yeah. And you aren't to, yeah. uh, and we and she doesn't get nervous when she cooks for you in terms of you go, mm, you didn't get this quite right or anything. There's no. I mean. <laughs> She even get nervous when we go restaurant because I keep complaining the whole time. So she's used to it. I can imagine. I was <laughs> no, gonna no, say, no. But I was going to say. On holiday, it's my pleasure to cook. But after work, no, thank you. I need my time off. Yeah, you, you'd be quite a mission to take a, to a restaurant meal, I'm sure, because you'd be going, this is people. <laughs> Come on. Are you sure? <laughs> no, that's absolutely fantastic. Listen, um, Timothy, thank you so much. You've been a super guest and I just love talking about food and I, and, and you've brought some of the lovely, lovely flavors to, to me as well. But thank you very much for being on Soundbite today. Thank it's you for a, having me. It's thank been a pleasure. So pleasure. Maybe we should get you on to do some tips every so often about cooking and what to do and uh, but yeah, that'd be really I'll wonderful be, be that'd be brilliant thank you thank you very much and i'm going to play ub40 and red red wine especially for you now <laughs> bye bye guys